and thank you for listening to the 29th ever episode and special Tournament of Champions recap episode of the Missouri Sports Podcast. Brought to you by 106 Apparel and recording from the Revel Advertising Studio in beautiful Springfield, Missouri. I'm one of your hosts, Cameron Albert, alongside my good friend and fellow Mizzou fan, Kyle DeVries. How are you doing today, Kyle? I'm doing great, and I'm really proud of you because you just did that for memory. And I did it cold turkey without even looking at the host. <laughs> That was truly impressive. You're going to cut that cold turkey part out? No, I'm not. It's an inside joke. They won't get it. Well. All right. Let's talk about the Tournament of Champions. So right off the bat, we've got a confession to make. There was was a mix-up of grand proportions. Promises may have been made, and we did not follow through on a couple things. So... We thought we were going to get to potentially talk to Trey Jackson. He does play for Sunrise Christian. There's no doubt about it. And Sunrise Christian was there. They were in the Tournament of Champions. However, he plays for the postgraduate team at Sunrise Christian, and the varsity team is the one that was playing in the Tournament of Champions. Had I known this before we got there on Thursday... I might have been able to figure out that he was not on the squad that was going to be playing in this tournament. However, I had no reason to believe that there was two separate teams. I honestly thought that he was playing his senior year of high school Me too. at Sunrise Christian. Yeah, I didn't know that he had already graduated high school. Yeah, so he's just playing a... He's not playing a full high school season at Sunrise. It's just a stopover uh, between high school and college to help get him ready and things like that. Same with Malik Hall. So neither one of those guys were yeah, at the, the Tournament the of Champions. the two heavy hitters that we were <laughs> wanting to see for Sunrise Christian, uh, they do not play on that team. And one of the main reasons I had them winning the entire tournament. But, and it's really disappointing, honestly. We, we were disappointed when we found that out, especially after we went to the first press conference and saw how open it was and how much access we could have had mm-hmm. uh, talking we could have interviewed him. We could, probably could have gotten an exclusive interview with him, uh, talking about Mizzou specifically. Uh, obviously that did not come to pass that was really disappointing but we still it was still a great time still a great tournament Um, we'll give some of our thoughts we got and we got to go through the whole uh, media process which was very interesting and in the future when there is a concrete Mizzou connection to the tournament of champions we will be that much more comfortable and on the up and up as far as what goes on and be able to just give some awesome content for the Mm -hmm. podcast Absolutely. Yeah, this is uh, a great event uh, that happens annually, and uh, it was really cool to be on kind of the media side of things and uh, kind of like free dinner every night. We could just walk down into the tunnel of the stadium like at any point and go get something to eat or just go experience some of the the media type stuff that were going that was happening, the press conferences and the interviews and all that fun stuff where we just had any access to, all, all access yes, to. Yes, our uh, lanyards... Uh, name tags said all access yes yeah, so <laughs> we figured that if we just wanted to you know go down and start playing on one of the teams we could have done that too because it's all access exactly so just show them that badge we didn't try that but maybe I, next year i'm sure it would have been fine yeah so uh yeah it was a little disappointing like you said but we will know for next time <laughs> yeah if uh if there's some of these like uh academies in it next year we will double check and make sure which team of the academy is making the trip but um talking about this tournament specifically um 
I just thought maybe we would go around and talk about kind of some of the players that we were most impressed with, some of the matchups that were most intriguing. Um, I've got a few guys. I'll go ahead and start. Um, I was really paying attention to guys that had committed to SEC schools. So um, from the winning team, McEachern from Georgia, um, Isaac Okoro is committed to Auburn, and he was really impressive to me. He looked like a D1 player out there uh, with a bunch of high schoolers. So um, he's just really big and shooting threes with ease, getting into the paint, dunking it, alley-oop, you know, put back dunks whenever he wanted to. So I think he was most impressive as far as a physical specimen that looked like a D1 athlete. Yeah. Yeah. he was really impressive, and so was his teammate uh, Sharif Cooper, who is actually only a junior and was yeah. the MVP of the tournament. Uh, he's going to have a lot of options uh, when choosing a school, uh, but it's a pretty good, pretty good shot that we'll see him in the SEC um, when it hits his turn. Unfortunately, unfortunately, because he's a fantastic player. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you mentioned Isaac Okoro and how like he just looks like he's physically ready for Division One basketball. Uh, another guy who looked the part was James Wiseman. Uh, he's the number one player in the class, and obviously he looked massive out on the court, but I truly did not grasp how large he is until we went to the press conference after his game, mm-hmm. and he was sitting 10 feet away from us, and he is enormous. <laughs> yeah. He is so massive, and he was sitting down. He right. was not even standing up, and I thought he looked enormous, so... Uh, he will be a, a wonderful addition to the Memphis Tigers basketball team next year. Yeah, it was cool listen, listening in on his press conference, and he talked about the importance of playing in Memphis. Um, the person that asked the question talked about how he could have transferred to an Oak Hill or another prestigious academy to get ready for college, and he just spoke about how important it is has been for him to represent the represent Memphis and to continue that into his college career. Yeah, that's very admirable. It's I, I can definitely respect that. Yeah, and it helps that he's getting to play with his former coach. Um, yeah, it'd be pretty Benny Hardaway cool to play for college. Benny Hardaway. Um, Producer Cameron, anybody stick out to you? We, we kind of named the big ones. We stole those from you. Well, but, James Wiseman was awesome. And how many rebounds did... Yeah, I was going to mention that. He uh, finished the tournament with, um, I want to say it was 52 total rebounds, which was number one, which is now number one, uh, in the history of tournament for a single tournament. Wow. He also had 22 in one game, which was a single game record for the tournament. And then he, and in another game, he had 19. So I think he has first place all by himself and then also fourth place all by himself for single game rebounds. Yeah, we were like kind of Kyle. Um, yeah, we kind of tag teamed who was there. Uh, is that what you're going to say? Yeah. Well, I was just going to say to Kyle that yeah. we were kind of like keeping track of like rebounds and points last night to figure out like who was going to mm-hmm. like get some of these records. Um, Sharif Cooper was two or two three, points, two points off of getting on the top 25 yeah. scoring list for the tournament for a single tournament. Um, but that was just fun. It like we were getting like the halftime stats like handed out to us. We were like 
trying to like keep track of like is he gonna get it and yeah go back and look at previous box scores to see yeah we like were even kind of doing that earlier in the tournament because we knew he might have a shot at it yeah. so anytime he like was shooting free throws or something we were like come on yeah like, exactly. make free throws because we knew every point might count when it came down to yeah, it yeah he but. finished with 79 points for the tournament and you need 81 to be tied for 25th and make the program yeah. every year and it's a, a very long uh, prestigious history of of players in the tournament mm-hmm. so definitely uh would be pretty cool to make it on any top 25 list for this tournament i mean they've been doing it since like the 70s or 80s haven't they yeah since the 80s yeah. 80s this was their 35th, 35th. Yeah. yeah um one matchup in particular that i was impressed with was in the second round it was memphis east against sunrise christian and we got to see james wiseman go up against infale dante um you may not know much about him yet because he is a 2020 guy but he is um a highly rated uh, center in that class so seeing those two big guys go head to head was was just really fun and Wiseman pretty much shut him down I mean we were um, the third day we got to since we were media we got to fill out our all tournament team ballots and MVP ballots and producer Cameron and I were struggling with who to pick from Sunrise Christian because they kind of went back and forth and sunrise was playing in the championship game against mckeechern and we had to turn our ballots in right before that game started so we like two guys from sunrise had really good first games like in dante was one of them he had a, a monster first game but then did nothing the second game against memphis so i just put him on my all tournament team list just assuming he would have a decent game in the championship when obviously after that game it's like well of course he's going to be yeah. on, this, on the all mm-hmm. tournament team yeah they probably both deserve to be on there uh, where the, did they both make it? Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Because mm-hmm. they did ten players, and there right. were eight teams represented. So yeah, we can talk about that a little bit. So um, we filled out our lists, and the actual all tournament team consisted of James Wiseman, Infale Dante, um, Sharif Cooper, who was the MVP, Isaac Okoro. Those are all guys we've talked about already. Jake Branham made it from Springfield Catholic. Uh, he was their highest point guy for the tournament and made a lot of threes. And um, forgive me, I did not catch the first name of the kid from Parkview that made the all-tournament team, but his last name was Johnson. Um, I didn't have him on my list. I actually didn't put a team from each school. Uh, Producer Cameron did, and that's the way it ended up. At least one player from each school Mm -hmm. made it, which we kind of figured that would be the case. Um, EJ Liddell made it. um, By the hair of his chinny-chin-chin. Yeah, that was one that that could have been debated. I I think, actually, his teammate, um, Lawrence Brazil, had a better tournament than he did. He he scored way more points Mm -hmm. and was more consistent. Um, EJ, EJ struggled at times. He uh, fouled out of his second game and was pretty frustrated about that and just never really got in a groove. Teams were able to just kind of shut him down. Um, the, their first game against uh, Shadow Mountain, the teams talked about that. In the uh, post-game press conference, the head coach, Mike Bibby, he said, well, our game plan was shut down EJ. Mm-hmm. And even the players specifically named him as being the target uh, for their defense. Yeah, and they definitely did that. Uh, to me, EJ, I'd never seen him play in person before. Definitely looks the part. I mean, he's not super tall, but he's just looks physically ready for D1. He looks pretty smooth and mm-hmm. in, in control of his body. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he, he kind of struggled like with 
like his second game, we really thought he was going to go off against Catholic, right? Because that, that's who they played in their second game in the consolation bracket. They played just a local Springfield Catholic team who's like class three mm-hmm. in Missouri, and we really expected uh, EJ to to have a pretty solid outing against Catholic, considering their tallest player is probably like six three. <laughs> uh, but um, he really didn't do much. Uh, was that the game that he was in foul trouble? Or yeah, was that, he, he mm, fell out of that one. Yeah, that was he, that was a really frustrating game for him. Yeah, his last foul was pretty questionable in that one, though. Um, but I think that was the game where it looked like it was an obvious uh, offensive. It looked like an obvious yeah, defensive EJ foul. Yeah, was just like shooting, and they called yeah. an offensive foul. Yeah, that was a very questionable call. But yeah. anyway, you slice it, though. He, he, I mean, he did not score many points in that game. Yeah, but it's not uncommon for a guy who is a big name and base and the only reason that they were in this tournament uh to make the all tournament team he did have a good third game uh scored 20 points but did you guys put him on your ballots yep yeah <laughs> we actually yeah, i was like i don't know who else to put yeah For once my it last got two. down to 10 there was or like the la- yeah like the last two spots it was slim pickings yeah yeah well and probably his most impressive stat he had like a seven block game yeah and i was like well plus i was like he's probably gonna get in anyway so yeah. i might as well I was kind of disappointed that his teammate didn't get in. Um, Brazil, we both put him on our ballot, and I maybe yeah, because he uh, maybe people didn't uh, scour the box scores quite like we did uh, <laughs> when we were putting our ballots together. Um, but and we still didn't have enough time. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I, I didn't expect to have that honor mm-hmm. uh, going into more, it. Yeah, that was, so that was really cool. Next time, we'll definitely be able to hold on to our box scores a little bit better and mm. be paying attention to that a little yeah. bit better um i wanted to talk about jalen house um mm-hmm. because he's a name you will hear in the next few years he's going to arizona state he definitely is not a one and done type player he's gonna probably play four years at arizona state he was really fun to watch i know the springfieldians <laughs> were not too happy with no. him a lot of the time but i thought he was really fun to watch he was absolutely tenacious on defense and got he got himself in trouble sometimes with his um, flair, I guess. <laughs> and Shadow Mountain clapped more in their games than I think the crowd clapped for them in their <laughs> games. And this is the team that's coached by Mike Bibby. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, they, uh, they really played with the fire at all times. And, yeah, like you said, it was just like anytime anything went their way, even just like uh, – like a foul called, mm-hmm. you know, on the other team, they were just like clapping emphatically, uh, like emphatically. bringing the ball up. They were like clapping. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they were found any way to to clap. They were leading the nation in claps. Yeah, there was one point in the last game when we were watching that all of a sudden the crowd starts booing, and me and Karen look up because we were like, I think we were going over our ballot that we were filling out, and we're like, oh, what happened? And I don't think it was anything. We, we can then, figure it out. Like later, they start clapping again for something while we're watching. We're like, they just like they're just like rooting against. They were literally just cheering against Shadow Mountain. It's fun. <laughs> so. It's fun to root against somebody. It's fun yeah. to have somebody to hate. And I guess they were an easy target because they they were a little rowdy. Yeah. At times, Mike Bibby did get teed up in the tournament. Um, the second player uh, for Shadow Mountain that made the all tournament team. So. Jalen House made the all-tournament team. So did Jovan Blackshire, his sort of he was kind of like running mate. Yeah, 
He was fun to watch too. Yeah, he. Like, had, um, it's yeah. funny because he's like not the opposite. Yeah, right. Yeah, which was like kind of made it even more fun to like watch the and two they, of them because they they're very very different. In their press conference yeah. too about how Jalen's really outspoken and passionate, and uh, the other one's kind of like more steady. He's pretty mild. <laughs> yeah. But a, a third guy got teed up in another game and got ejected, and I actually missed the exact play that happened. happened. So, but everybody, that was the the murmur around the crowd. Oh, I was walking into the tournament behind some people talking about it on the yeah. last day, and I wasn't there on the second day, so I didn't hear it or get to see it in person. But he was just like, in my life, twenty years of coming to this tournament. I was like, okay, I'm sure it wasn't that bad. <laughs> I did hear that multiple times. I, I've never seen some a team get two technicals in one game, but it didn't. Honestly, it didn't seem like they were doing anything too egregious. It was just no, I a lot of fire they, to yeah. their game. Yeah, they were playing hard, getting intense, and they were having fun. Yeah, so they, they were actually really fun to watch. Um, but the most fun I think was rooting for Sharif Cooper to make baskets because it, i know what they, especially when it went to overtime exactly like, when the, the okay now we can definitely game, like have went has into a chance. overtime he needed like i don't know seven or five or seven when it went into overtime and fell just short i remember one of my favorite memories from the tournament of champions is when malik uh, malik monk was playing against lonzo ball's team chino hills in the fifth place game i think and Malik's Bentonville team was losing by like 12, but he was on his way to 50 points and the crowd knew it. And he was also climbing that all time tournament leaderboard and the crowd knew it. And they were cheering every basket that he made. Like he just made a buzzer beater to win the tournament. (laughs) And they were down by 12, like the whole second half and just every basket, the crowd went crazy. So it's fun that everybody, uh, everybody has that program. They're a lot of people are tallying these because they didn't announce that they were so mm. many points away from whatever place. Yeah, it's one well, of like kept track of that stuff all these years. Well, because yeah. it's like a weird thing that like, other than like the local teams, there's not like, no one's like got a team really. Exactly. And even then, it's like, there's only a couple of schools, so not everyone's like got connections yeah. to the local schools either. Right. But it's just like everyone like tries to find something. Like we were like tracking the points and tracking the rebounds. Like who's gonna get what? And that's just like a different aspect of like this tournament. And I, if I could be wrong, but I want to say that the fans were on to Wiseman's rebounding totals earlier than we were, because there were some random cheers for Wiseman yeah. in his third game. <laughs> and we were and like, we were like going oh, on? what's happening right now? <laughs> and after we realized where he was at with his rebound totals, I think they were just going crazy for every rebound that he got in the third game because he was it's wild people are so in tune to that stuff yeah i feel like we're probably like way more on top of it than a normal person right but i guess uh, not not for rebounds apparently <laughs> <laughs> anything else you guys need think we need to cover when did they announce the 2020 teams i looked and last year they announced this year's tournament teams i believe in april okay oh well so a couple months. Yeah. I, we talked about this quite a bit, uh, but I would love to see some some local guys, maybe Vashon. I think Vashon would be really cool because obviously they've got some D1 guys. Um, where does Caleb Love play? CBC. CBC. That'd be cool maybe to see them. I'd, and then uh, Luke's at Shamanad. Right. So, yeah, they're kind of spread out a little bit over some of those local schools. but Yeah, we need to get some another uh, potential Mizzou recruit in there so we can go interview him. Yeah, that'd be a lot of <laughs> so fun. We need something to do. But yeah, I want to see I want to see Vashon and CBC and 
Josh Christopher's team, Mayfair, out of California. Of course, he might be on a different academy team by then, so we may have a shot at him. But, yeah, Vashon for sure. I wish – I honestly wish they would have put them in the tournament this year instead of Belleville, knowing that Mario McKinney's coming to Mizzou oh, and for sure. potentially Cam Fletcher next year. But this will definitely be a Tournament of Champions experience as a whole that I will never forget because we got to sit in the wedge, the media wedge, mm. and go get interviews, make a few connections. So. Well, it's kind of cool just to like watch like some of like the local like news stations and stuff because they were like going and recording the video and yeah. bringing it back and editing it right. like they, they, with they, their they, headphones on like while the crowd's like cheering about stuff. Yeah. Yeah, go get the video, come back and edit it, and then go to the interview, come back, write the story. And we yeah. just kind and of like present it on air later that night. Yeah, it's just it's kind of cool watching that process firsthand. Yeah, it looked like they had a lot of work to do. Yeah, we were just <laughs> kind of yeah, we're just we were just in, enjoying the game, and they're like <laughs> enjoying the butts off. Yeah, I, I thought it was funny. It was kind of late that first night. We were sitting there in the press conference of the last game. It was like I don't know, eleven thirty or so. Yeah, it was really late, and with all these like professional people that were getting paid to be there and I had to go do work, write stories and stuff and submit them. And we're just sitting there just taking it all in just for fun. <laughs> yep. Just cause, just cause we like basketball, <laughs> <laughs> but I was definitely glad we did it. It was a lot of fun yeah. and we'll definitely, uh, it, it wasn't too terribly hard to get media credentials. So I'm sure we will attempt to do so next year and make good connections and, See where it takes us. Favorite meal? Oh, other three days since you were there all three days. Well, I skipped. You didn't have. I skipped taco second, night. Yeah. Oh, the well. second night because I actually already had tacos earlier that night <laughs> at home. <laughs> um, what did we have the first night? Uh, that chicken. Oh, like yeah, for sure. Chinese, that was so good. Chinese like noodles, rice, and chicken. Yeah, I was like, we like could just have that sour. all three nights, and I would have yeah, been that was good. with that. For sure, that was the best. Trying to think if there's any other like funny things that happened. Somebody started throwing stuff at Cameron yeah. and I on the third. Oh night. my gosh! Yeah, there's <laughs> like <laughs> coins like coming down from the upper deck. I'm sure like, it was three like three or four times. You know, some middle schooler or something way up high was, but they were throwing nickels. Yeah, or the something. first time like some coin just like comes flying across and like bouncing like in the media wedge, and everyone's just like, "What's going what on? What?" <laughs> I told Cameron, yeah, like maybe shut your laptop just in case one like careens off something and smacks in your laptop yeah. screen. I was like, "What in the world?" That would be awful. Yeah, so that was kind of strange. We found the stat cast. Was it yes. the same? Uh, was it the same people throwing snowballs at the Chiefs game? It probably <laughs> was the same type of person. <laughs> unruly fans. <laughs> Got to keep those people in check. I don't remember what I say. Oh, stat cast. We like snuck the like media stat thing, the URL from the guy next to me. I was like slowly oh, leaning right. back and like. Yeah, where are those people finding that? Like they're it's just. I don't know I don't where know. they find it. Well, they're it's their job, just, so yeah, they're just, they're like, just told not, to find it. Yeah, or they're also just not afraid to ask people questions <laughs> yeah. like we are. <laughs> yeah, I was just sitting there. I was like, this guy's got this the, stats, the live stats pulled up on his computer. He's like, what's the URL? And I was like, I was like, I was kind of like leaning like, over. Just ask him. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> you'd look, the guy like turns the other way, and I sneak over and like look, <laughs> look at his computer for a second to find the URL. Because I didn't want to ask him. Wow. Anyway. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. Looking forward to hearing the uh, tournament field for next year. Yeah, I was kind of mad at myself. I was kind of like wishing, I felt like I was wishing the tournament away in that I was 
while we were there, I was like, oh, I'm ready for them to announce the next year's turn, <laughs> next year's field. It's like, please be a Mizzou commit. Please be <laughs> yeah. a Mizzou commit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's all I've got. That's all I've got. That's all I've got. All right. Well, tell them where they can find us. All right. I'm going to go cold turkey. You can find this podcast <laughs> on Google Spotify. I almost said Google Spotify. You can find this podcast on Google Podcasts, Spotify, iTunes. And iTunes. You can tweet us at Mizzou Sports Pod. And you can email us at missourisportspod at gmail.com. And you can find me on Twitter at C underscore Albert 08. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll see you next week. We'll see you next year for the tournament. See you tomorrow.